Have you ever thought to yourself, you know, the world would be a better place if that person, whether that's a politician, a leader, someone that you know, weren't here or who had never been born? Or maybe more broadly thought to yourself, wouldn't it be a better place, a better world, if those people who have different political ideas from me or act in a different way from me, wouldn't it be better if if they weren't here at all? It's very easy for us to look around at the world around us and to see brokenness, broken people, broken institutions, and to recognize that in a way, yes, it would be better if those people weren't acting in that way. But oftentimes when we stay so focused on the wrongdoing and the brokenness of others, we forget to look at our own hearts. We forget to recognize that, yes, while we're growing in the field of the church and in the world, we might think that we are wheat, but to everyone else, we are a weed. We must recognize that we are called to an interior conversion of heart, mind, and life. We come to a deeper and greater understanding throughout the course of our life in Christ Jesus that the cross is everything. Jesus coming into the world. Jesus embracing the brokenness of the world. Jesus redeeming the world. Not in glory and grandeur, but in the midst of its brokenness. If so, for the Son of God, so too for you and for me. St. Paul tells us to work out your salvation in fear and trembling. To live in the midst of a broken world. To live as a broken person. To recognize the brokenness around us is to work out our salvation in fear and trembling. To work it out in reality. In what is in front of us. To recognize that each and every one of us are called to be healed, to be redeemed, to be set free by Christ Jesus, and to be an agent of that for others. Because oftentimes, the fruit, the wheat, and the weeds look a lot alike, and it's hard to distinguish. And so we too in our lives, although you know, once the seed is cast, we can think, oh, that's just the way it's going to be. We believe in grace and transformation and renewal. We recognize that when God gives us, as we heard in the gospel there, in the parable about the mustard seed and the yeast, that God has, when he gives us just a little bit, it changes everything. And friends, remember, you are baptized. What does that mean? You have everything. God held nothing back. He didn't give you a mustard seed. He gave you the kingdom of heaven and it dwells within you. So we look at the world around us and we look with humility. We start through that lens of humility. And we see our brokenness and we see the brokenness of others. We see institutions that are falling apart. And in our humility, we must admit, there but by the grace of God go I. If not for God's love, if not for God's redemption, if not for his healing... I too would be just like that other person. In fact, I am like that other person sometimes. I do evil. You do evil. 
But we are redeemed. We are made new. The Lord offers us himself in grace each and every day through prayer. Here at the Eucharistic table, he offers us the grace of his body, blood, soul, and divinity. He offers us the grace of mercy in the sacrament of confession. Because he knows that, yes, we, in a way, are all weeds. By his grace, we are renewed. We are restored. We are transformed into something else. That beautiful first reading from the book of wisdom should remind us again and again and again of the humility that we need to have. That yes, we're broken. Yes, we're not really worthy of anything. But God comes to offer us freedom and repentance. He says, uh, we hear in the book of reading, you taught your people that those who are just must be kind, and you gave your children good ground for hope that you would permit repentance for, your sin, for their sins. And so, yes, we recognize our brokenness. We recognize the brokenness of the world, but we also recognize that God is with us. And in humility, we need him in each and every good thing that we do. Friends, it is the clear teaching of our church and has been. There was, there, were, there was a ecumenical councils over this. That the good that we do is the result of the grace of God within us. For what are we responsible in this world ultimately? What is the one thing that each one of us can say, I am solely responsible for that, our sins. But God loves us so much that he comes and he works with us and he renews us and he restores us. And so we see the good within us, but we also must always turn to the Lord and recognize our need, our absolute dependence on his grace, that humility. But that humility leads us, brothers and sisters, to recognize that in every moment of our life, God provides, the providence of God, God provides everything we need to be holy, to be saints. Everything. He holds nothing back. St. Paul says it so beautifully. The Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness. The Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness. The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is sent into the church to provide for us, not because we are strong, but because we are in need. And so often in our lives, we fail to recognize that God is giving us what we need. God is providing us exactly what we need. And we start to recognize the providence of God when we look at our life. And I want to encourage you in some way, shape, or form to do this this week. To look at your life and to look especially at those moments where God provided for you. And if your life is anything like my life, what you'll see is that where did God, where is he most lavish in his giving? In the worst parts of our life. In the places of my life that I would rather never think about. Or I have to experience again and again. I look back on my life and I say, that's where God found me. That's where I started to think about my vocation. That's where he called me to renewal and repentance. And though I wish I had never fallen into those sins or into those realities, God found me there and gave me what I needed. And he continues to do so. When we look at our life, we see that in those moments, it may not feel like it in the midst of it. And oftentimes we struggle with that, don't we? We're in the midst of battle to feel the presence of God. But then we turn around and we see that it was only God's providence that carried us through that. That gave us the hope, that gave us the courage, that gave us the conviction to move forward. 
And wherever you are in your life, brothers and sisters, whether you're in the very beginnings or maybe you're, you're struggling with your faith altogether or not even recognizing a place for God in your life, maybe you're seeking the perfection that comes with this life that we're all called to in the process of sanctification. Maybe you're somewhere in between. Maybe you don't know where you are. God has given you exactly what you need to do what? To take the next step. To follow him more faithfully. He provides for us the spirit, not in our strengths, but in our weakness. And so, we must persevere. We must keep going. We must keep getting up. St. Jose Maria Escriva, the founder of the Opus Dei movement, talks about how the mark of sanctity is not the absence of sin, but it's the consistent desire and the willingness to get up every time that you fall. Our humility, our reliance on providence forces us into perseverance. It's a hard world to live in right now. Yes, in a way it would be better if it was more peaceful, but this is the world in which we are called to live. And we are called to sanctify this world. Evil will always be with us until the second coming. That's a fact. But God's grace is stronger than that. God's love is more powerful than that. The Holy Spirit not only has come, but is coming and dwells within you so that you and I can be light. You and I can be the yeast. You and I can be the Jesus that this world needs. Because God is with us. He is helping us. He is pouring himself into us. When we are humble, when we lean on his providence, and when we persevere in the face of adversity and difficulty, we change the world and make it a better place. And I want to give you a little bit of homework in addition to making that light or that, those notes on where God has provided for you this week. A lot of homework this week. Um, I want you to think of the person in your life that you would rather not be in your life. And I want this to be someone who's in your life. I don't care about the politicians you don't like. They're here. You can't do anything about that. We can't control the world outside of what's in front of us. But I want you to think of who are the people, the person in your life who you struggle to love, who maybe you see going down the wrong path, who has hurt you. Maybe you've refused to forgive that person. And then maybe you've even thought in your, your heart and in your mind, I wish that person were no longer in my life or I didn't have to do anything with them ever again. They're still there. You're still called to love. And this is what I want you to do this week. Nothing more than this. Pray for them. Pray for them. And pray for their good. Because it's easy to think, yes, it would be better without them. But no, that's not the way of the Master. What the Master wants is for each of us to be renewed, to be restored, to grow together, and to move toward the kingdom of God. We're called to be saints we're called to be the leaven for the world. And thanks be to God for that. And for us, Jesus gives himself in the Eucharist. You may not have the strength. You don't have the strength. But he does. In a few moments, he will give you everything you need so that you can do the work that you were created to do for your own salvation and for the building up of the kingdom of God here on earth.